This is Lexi Thornberry, and you're listening to Talk Sexy with Lexi. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Talk Sexy with Lexi. Episode four. Wow, time really does fly when you're having fun, doesn't it? (laughs) So a lot of things have gone down since I last spoke one-on-one to you guys. I haven't had a solo episode since like episode one, which is crazy. So basically, here is the rundown. I got kicked out of my apartment. I don't have a job anymore. (laughs) And the craziest part of it all is I am still mentally stable. I know. It's like the trifecta. I'm going to tell you the story of how this all went down. I was at work one beautiful night. It was about 11 p.m. And I got a message from my roommate. So my roommate owns her apartment so I was just paying her rent this makes sense to the story okay I'm not being boring so she messaged me and she basically was like hey bitch I am going to travel the world for the next year meaning that you're gonna have to move out fuck you (laughs) no she was way nicer than that but that's pretty much how I read it in my eyes Um, I love that bitch. Pretty cool what she's doing. I honestly am extremely envious of her and I wish I could do that. But you know, uh, I'm not. Anyway, where were we? I messaged her back and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh. So when do I need to move out? When are you gonna, like, when are you moving out of Australia? Uh, How much time do I have left? And I also asked, hey, can I like stay at the apartment and just find a roommate? And her being the beautiful gal she is, she was like, hell yeah, you can find a roommate. The rent is blah, blah, blah. So when she told me that, uh, the rent was actually doubled than what I was paying right now. And when she said it was gonna cost like double the amount that I was paying, I was like, you know what? Uh, fucking, I wish you all the best overseas. I think I'm gonna find another place. (laughs) Basically, I decided I cannot afford to live there anymore. So I'm gonna have to move out. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll just, I'll just find somewhere else to live. Anyway, She then goes on to message me and she tells me that like, I'll have at least four weeks. Like she's gonna, she's gonna put the house up next week and people should be moving in, in the next month. So I was like, okay, awesome, phew. I don't need to like deal with this all right now. I have a month to plan ahead. Bitch, I'm telling you now, that is not how it happened. So basically what happened was Five days after she told me all of this news, I was moved the fuck out. I was fully moved out. She put the listing online like three days after she told me and immediately, no surprise there, somebody was wanting to rent it out. And I was like, oh fuck. So she messaged me and she's like, hey gal, you need to move out on Monday. It was like, it was like Thursday and I was like, oh fuck. Anyway, I moved out like two days later. 
So yeah, that was great. I was living a cool, awesome life, staying at my boyfriend's house, staying at my house whenever I wanted to. And then like within five days, I did not have a house anymore. And I had to move all of my shit to my parents' house. And anyone that has had to do that before knows how fucking depressing that is. Even though it's like not a long-term thing and I'm not even living at my parents' house right now, it just felt uh, a bit sad and depressing to move like all of my belongings to their house once again. So that was sad. I did cry for a few weeks. <laughs> but I am stable. Don't worry about that. During all of this, I got a call from my job and they told me a whole bunch of stuff. I'm not going to get into it, but basically it made me think, oh no, I need to get another job now, which sucks because I really loved that job. And it kind of felt like my whole life within a week had changed completely. I did not live at my apartment anymore. I didn't actually have a place to stay. Sorry, I did have a place to stay. I was staying at my parents' and my boyfriend's house. But, like, I didn't have a place of my own anymore, which is something I really prided myself on having, like, my own space. And then on top of that, I was like, oh, no, I need to get a new job. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it, but I did quit that job. And... <laughs> And now here we are. I really love the comparison to episode one to now. How I was like preaching, like working, hustling, making money to like now not actually having a place to live on my own and uh, being unemployed yet again. But oh well, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm not going to think too much into it. Otherwise I may start crying for the third time this week. So when all of this shit hit the fan, I was kind of like only seeing the depressing side of it. I was like, oh fuck, I need to stay at my parents' house and ah, all that bullshit. And then I was like, hey Alexis, what if this is like a sign from the universe? <laughs> like this is, this is what I had to turn to. I needed to start pretending the universe was giving me signs because like otherwise I would have turned crazy. But I kind of think it's true as well. I was like, what if this is my sign from the universe telling me, hey, Lexi, like, you don't want that job as a career. Like, that's not your goal career for the rest of your life, which is true. Even though I liked the job, it was not my end goal. It was not my, my passion, I could say. And also I was barely staying at my house and I was basically paying rent for nothing. So I took that as a blessing as well. I was like, okay, I can start saving money and I can try to reach my goals now. I can try to uh, <laughs> live the old life of not making money and try and make my dreams work, which is what I'm doing right now. But I will be needing to make money soon. So fucking hello, people listen to this podcast. Um, I started thinking, yes, maybe the universe is giving me like a sign. Like Lexi, while you are a degenerate bitch, you can make these sorts of 
dumb decisions. And it's not going to like drastically affect your life and well-being. Like if I decided to like quit my fucking job and get kicked out of my house when I'm like 40 because I never did it in my 20s. I feel like that would be a bit more of a drastic change in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot more is uh, at risk. Like I could have a mortgage on my house or I could have kids. But right now, I'm not in debt. I don't have a house to pay off. I do not have children. Touch wood. Thank the gods every day. And I'm like, I can afford to make these possibly silly decisions and it won't horribly like fuck me over i don't really know what i'm getting at but basically i'm trying to work for myself instead of work for someone else and just try new things and see what the hell i want to do with my life before it's too fucking late basically i'm taking the uh no house and no job as a blessing because if I think about it too much, <laughs> the waterworks are about to come on. In conclusion, just like quit your job and follow your dreams, bitches, okay? Next, I went to Sydney during all of this. I was like, oh my gosh, stressed about money. I don't have a house anymore. What, like, what better time than like go on a holiday <laughs> with your boyfriend and spend even more money? So that's exactly what I did. I flew over to Sydney and I organized to interview, as you know, Al, Jess and Layla. You can listen to that on episode two and three. That was super friggin' fun. So interesting though. We had all of our podcast equipment on our carry-on luggage on our way to the airport and we literally got searched head to toe, me and my boyfriend, because Obviously, looking in our fucking backpacks, there were so many cords, there were so many this and that. They thought we had explosives, so they kept taking everything out, which sucked because it, it took hours to strategically pack everything in a certain order. And this dude at the airport was just fucking throwing everything on the ground. It was quite funny. It took so long at the airport because the security guard kept asking if we had like a round metal thing in our bag. And I was like, no, I didn't put a round metal thing in the bag. And he kept x-raying it and putting it through the machine. And he's like, right there, there is something in your bag. I need to try to find it. So he kept taking stuff out, stuff out. He kept x-raying it. He still saw the metal thing there. It took like fucking half an hour. And I was like, what is this metal thing? Just empty the bag. And then I look at my boyfriend and he just has this look on his face. And I'm like, oh God, what, what is in the bag? What did you put? Is it drugs? No, I'm kidding. We don't do drugs. <laughs> but he was like, oh fuck. It's my Olympic medal. And I was like, you gotta be shitting me. Firstly, why is your Olympic medal in a fucking random backpack and you didn't realize you bought it to the airport? Secondly, these airport staff are gonna think that like we're trying to flex on them. 
Like it reminds me when you're a little kid and you win like a swimming carnival and you get a medal and you fucking wear it for the rest of the day, like to the grocery store after school with your mom, just to like show off that you're like, you have a medal. That's what it reminded me of. Anyway, uh, that actually kind of worked in our favor because the airport staff went from treating us like criminals to fucking complimenting my boyfriend's forearms. They're like, oh, wow. Oh, Olympics. And then they had a whole conversation. I was like, okay, I hate to break this up, but we actually have a flight to catch. So anyway, after that fiasco, we landed in Sydney. I did the interviews with everyone. We were so tired, we fell asleep. Anyway, the next day, me, Dave, who is my boyfriend, decided to go out with his sister and her husband. So we were in Coogee. If anyone knows where Coogee is, it's in Sydney. I'm pretty sure Coogee is like a posh, rich part of Sydney. Uh, and I totally realized that people in Coogee are way fucking ruder than other parts of Sydney. Like, I've been to Newtown. I feel like people in Newtown are way more chill and nice and, like, don't have a stick up their ass. And then whenever you go, like, to the rich parts of Sydney, people fucking stare. People stare at you. People judge you. Like, I hated it. And this is what our whole night out clubbing consisted of. So I'm going to tell you a fucking story. Me and my boyfriend and the rest of our gang, we went to the Coogee Pavilion and we were having fun. We had a few drinks. My boyfriend was talking to his brother-in-law and I was with my boyfriend's sister, like just maybe like a meter away just, you know, talking. I noticed this group of girls look at me and then look directly at my boyfriend. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. What are they? What the fuck? Anyway, they obviously knew that we were dating because we were fucking together the whole night, okay? It's it's not hard to tell apart who is dating on a night out, okay? So these group of girls fucking knew that. And then one of the slimy bitches... <laughs> I'm kidding, I don't talk down on women. Um, one... Actually, fuck it. Except for the homewreckers. They can suck my left nut. So one of the women that was in this group looked at me, looked at my boyfriend. She then began to <laughs> thrust her hips towards my boyfriend. She started fucking dancing, stripper moves like I've never seen before. She started dancing so sexual, grinding, moving her hips, touching her tits, like she was doing everything. My boyfriend had her back, had his back to her, so he couldn't like see her do all of this, but I was watching the whole fucking thing. And she was watching me watch her do this. So she started getting closer and closer to my boyfriend, okay? Like grinding sexy moves. Think sexy moves. 
She was making her way over to him. She almost started touching him and almost started dancing on him until I interfered. I uh, took one of my legs and I did a giant fucking bound in between her and my boyfriend, okay? And I can do that because I'm fucking seven foot in heels, okay? <laughs> so I took one massive step and I intercepted it, basically. I cock-blocked the bitch. And my boyfriend turns around and he's like, Oh, hey, Lexi. And he starts, like, dancing with me. He's so oblivious to the whole thing. And me and his sister are just watching it. Like, he didn't even realize the chick was trying to grind on him. So I look at this chick after, like, this whole situation. She looks so disappointed that I, like fucking blocked her from touching my boyfriend and she looked back at her friend group and her friend group starts laughing at her like haha you failed like you failed the dare and I just could not believe that a friend group was doing a fucking dare to try to like I don't know I don't really know what her goal was like to try to hook up with a guy who's in a relationship if you are a girl that does that um Go fuck yourself and go to therapy because you obviously have some issues that are unresolved, okay? This also continued the rest of the night. The same thing happened to me. I was with my boyfriend. His, like, hand was on my waist. I was fucking holding him. We were together. And this guy literally just tried to grope me, grab my ass and start dancing with me. While I'm with my boyfriend. Anyway, in conclusion, my night out at Kuji was annoying. It made me a bit angry because every second person was trying to grab me or my boyfriend. And they fucking knew where we, that we were together. And I just can't comprehend that someone purposely tries to home wreck a relationship. If that is you, you're fucked up. So I'm going to get into this week's topic. I remember the last solo episode I did with you guys, I was talking about the dick sand. I really, really hope you all remember it and you added it to your friggin' dictionary, okay? So for the people that have forgotten, God bless your souls, I am going to give a quick refresher on what the dick sand is just to remind you. So I like to describe the dick sand as changing or masking who you are, your life plan, your goals and aspirations, literally just masking the real you to fit into somebody else's life. Kind of like how liquid takes the shape of whatever container it's in. Wow. I am so wise for giving that analogy. Analogy or metaphor? Fuck. I don't even know. My high school English teacher would be disappointed in me. I need to preface this because my boyfriend brought up an excellent point to me yesterday. He thought the dick sand meant that the sex is great, that you're stuck in it because of the dick, because of the great hot sex. Now, don't get me wrong, that can definitely be a huge prominent factor on why you are stuck in the said dick sand, but it is not always the number one cause. You don't even need to be having sex 
with this person to be trapped in the pile of sandy dicks. That sounds fucking horrible. It does not have to be because of sex. It can simply be somebody's people-pleasing tendencies getting the best of them. Example, this could look like not wanting to disagree with someone on a first date and not showing them the real you in case they don't like you. Does that even make sense? Like you put on an act to kind of like be the ultimate chick that you think they would get along with the best. And that's fucking not you. That ain't you. So stop lying to yourself. Okay, so now that I've given you the definition of what dick sand is, I'm going to give you the signs to look out for to make sure that you're not on the dick sand, okay? Pay very close attention. Get your notepads out yet again. This is like school. School for people out of school. <laughs> These are the signs of what it looks like. Walking on eggshells. Not speaking up. Going with the flow, even when you don't agree with it or it doesn't feel right. Change it. Oh, this is a fucking big one. Changing your goals to fit in with his life vision. I have totally done this. Okay. Always being agreeable. Like you feel like you can't disagree with somebody. Otherwise it'd be impolite. Let me tell you now, it's not fucking impolite to disagree with someone. You can say your own opinions. Just don't say it in a, in a sassy way. Just say it in a polite way. All right. Not having boundaries or letting someone fucking just run all over your boundaries. That's a big one. Being afraid to say no, choosing a job or a location based on someone else's wants. Example, you wanted to move to the beach and your boyfriend wants to fucking move to Kalamala. <laughs> I don't know, that's like the only country town I could think of right now. And you're like, you know what? The beach is overrated. I've, I've always heard Kalamala is a, is a beautiful town. Uh, I'm sure I can live there. That'll be, that'll be beautiful. And I'll, and I'll get a, a, a job there. No, bitch, you don't want to do that. You, you're literally stuck in the dick sand, changing your fucking life goals, ambitions, vision because of this man. Okay, the last one is staying in the relationship way too long after it's time to walk away. Like you're staying and you know you should fucking leave. That's a big one. An easy way to avoid any of these things from happening is be comfortable in who you are. Be comfortable in what you like. Be certain about what you want in life so those goals aren't easily changeable for you, okay? Don't make the important things in your life, example, like your, like your goals, your dreams, whatever, easily changeable. Do not make them easily changeable, okay? They are number one. If your life goal is to give a man all the power over your fucking life and like give them the power to easily persuade you, make you do whatever for them, go listen to some toxic Andrew Tate shit, okay? Not me. <laughs> Fuck it. Andrew Tate. Fuck you, man. You may be asking yourself, why does this keep happening to me? Or why is it whenever I meet a guy, I'm always just... <sighs> sucked in by the quicksand but instead of quicksand 
dirty dick sand. You're always sucked in. You're you're kind of like a pushover, okay? Why does this keep happening? I think the gateway to getting trapped in the dick sand can open as early as the first date. Hear me out, I have a point to this story. So I think people pleasing on first dates or just in general is the fucking gateway to being stuck in this bullshit. So if you find yourself agreeing with everything someone is telling you on a first date or even someone you're dating and it's about things you don't actually agree with, don't fucking agree with them. Stand your ground, form your own opinion. I don't know, have your own opinion. And just because they are saying something else does not mean you are wrong. I always was so scared I even kind of do it now. I'm still trying to get out of this habit of people pleasing. But when people were talking about a topic and I had a different opinion or I thought something else, I would stay quiet and I would just nod my head and agree, even though I totally disagreed. Why did I do that? It's because I was trying to be polite. It's because I was trying to be a people pleaser. But then I realized I was doing this on first dates and I was kind of putting on a facade every time I met someone just so they would like me. I would try to mirror the other person so I seemed like more appealing to them. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like sociopathic tendencies, like trying to mirror someone's personality. <laughs> but I'm going to ignore that. I'm pretty sure I'm not a sociopath. I have too much freaking emotion for that shit. I've definitely done this. Matched the dude's energy, pretended I was interested in stuff I did not give a rat's ass about. And every time, let me tell you, every time I left those dates, I felt exhausted. I felt like my social uh, battery was absolutely drained because I was putting on a fucking act for the whole night. And that guy I went on a date with, all those guys I went on dates with, probably left the date thinking we had a ball, easy conversation, and it went great. He also probably left the date thinking, wow, I have so much in common with this girl. <laughs> Guess what, bitch? You don't. I faked it. Now, I think this is the first fucking problem. I feel like so many people at the early stages of their adult life don't really know what they like to do yet. They haven't discovered their identity yet. And because of this, they feel like they should not disagree with anyone. That's 100% how I felt. Uh, I felt like my opinion like wasn't really valid or needed. I for certain felt like I spent a portion of my adult life going along with what everyone else wanted to do. And I did not take the time out to really get to know myself to avoid this problem from happening, AKA people pleasing on dates. It's made me realize that the problem here is that we're all going about finding partners the complete wrong way. Stop faking on dates because then you're gonna think you have fake things in common with another guy. Then you're gonna get married and have babies and realize, oh my gosh, I don't even like you and we have nothing in common, divorce. My point is, Find someone who vibes at the same frequency as you. Don't change your frequency to match someone else's. Now, it sounds like I 
went completely off topic and off track there. But this all relates back to being trapped in the dick sand. <laughs> Hear me out. Let me sum this up for you people. The people pleasing on first dates is literally the first mistake you're making. You are unconsciously molding yourself to fit into somebody else's life. Okay? AKA dick sand. That's the early stages. These are like early symptoms of like chicken pox. You know, once you see one of the pox, you're like, oh no, I'm going to get the chicken pox. In conclusion, embrace the freaky bitch you are and you'll attract someone who matches your energy and hope to God you don't land that dude who you put on a facade with on a first date and you told him you liked cricket and now you're stuck watching fucking cricket every Sunday for the rest of your life. <laughs> Because you pretended you fucking liked it on the first date. Holy shit, I am on fire. Now that I've said that, I'm going to tell you finally how to stop the dick sand. How to stop it. Because a prevention, ladies and gentlemen, is better than a cure. Really? There is no trick. There is no step-to-step -step guide on how to get out of the dick sand. You need to be mentally strong enough to avoid falling into the trap of the dick sand in the first place. Prevent it from happening instead of trying to like claw your way out of there because it's a lot harder than it seems. It's harder to reverse it. So these are preventative methods to be aware of that you should absolutely try your hardest to not do. And if you do them, be aware of that so you can implement change to stop doing that. How to stop the dick sand, how to prevent it. Besides the obvious one of no more people pleasing on first dates, here is a set list. Number one, don't change all vision in your life to match his. Now it sounds like I'm kind of telling people like, you know, if you have a husband and you want to move to fucking Hawaii, do it. Abandon your kids and fucking file for divorce. I'm kidding. That's not what I'm saying. Marriage and all and relationships is all about compromise, but you need to learn the difference between compromising and completely just giving like your whole life away for this man. Wow, I should be on Dr. Phil. Number two, don't stop going clubbing or going to bars with your friends or family. A big warning sign to watch out for is people start isolating themselves and stop having fun because like they feel like they should be at their partner's beck and call. One of my friends she's not my friend anymore but she would like wait at home and sit there and like make plans to have no plans on purpose so when her boyfriend went out clubbing that night she would just like wait at the house for him to come back doing nothing she didn't realize she can go out and have fun as well she can go to a bar with her friends she can go to dinner she can do whatever the hell she likes but she decided to like wait there and make dinner for him and like act like a housewife at 21 years old for this man who's like out clubbing and doing belly button shots out of a stripper's asshole that made no sense you get my gist anyway next don't stop having sleepovers at your friends or family's house I feel like that goes with the isolating thing. Like you just stop 
doing things. You feel like you you shouldn't or you can't uh, do something separate to him. I'm starting to realize that the Dixan is kind of like a codependent relationship, but one-sided. Next, don't feel like you need to sleep at his house every night and make him dinner <laughs> like you're a maid, okay? You, you, can, you can have time at your own house or at your friend's house and like that should be normal and not a weird sudden change to do those kinds of things. Next one, this is like going to reach a very specific audience, but if this relates to you and you're doing it, like absolutely you need to stop this shit. So I've known girls who are absolutely scared to make plans because they think that if they make plans to like socialize or hang out with their friends, then their boyfriends are going to make plans to do the same thing and they won't fucking be invited. And they're terrified of that. So they would rather stay at home alone every night doing nothing just so their boyfriend does the same thing and they don't go out and do something else. I feel like that's a codependent thing. Like you need to accept that your boyfriend, like, like he can, he can go do whatever and go to bars and shit. So the fuck can you, okay? And if you don't want him to because you're scared he'll cheat on you, then absolutely dump him. Simples. I'm saying all of this like it's so easy. I'm the biggest hypocrite of them all. This is my last one. If you will do anything to please and satisfy your partner, no matter the expense, and it always like inevitably makes you feel used and unsatisfied. Usually you feel like you're always putting in more of the work. And then whenever you do something nice for them, you feel kind of like unsatisfied and unhappy because you don't feel appreciated. That's what I'm talking about. So all of these things I just listed, they are things to be aware of that you should not do. As I said, prevention is better than a cure. So these are preventative methods to be aware of that you should absolutely try your hardest to not do. And if you do them, be aware of that so you can implement change to stop doing that. Now, if you are already super, super sucked in and you're trapped in that dick sand, the only way you can get out is have a strong freaking mind to make change. There is no step-to-step -step guide, okay? You need to be like mentally strong enough to stand up for yourself, kind of be like enough is a fucking enough. Like I'm, I have my own life. I have my own shit. I want my separate life. I also want this relationship, but I don't want to be fucking codependent. I want to have a relationship and I want to be independent and achieve shit in my life. That's the mentality you need to have. And that's basically what you need to try to preach and like rehearse in your mind that you want to be independent, but you also want to be in a relationship. Okay. You don't want to be codependent. That's the only thing that's going to get you truly out of the dick sand, your own mind. So if you're still confused, I'm going to tell you a real life example of how one of my old friends, we're not friends anymore, was horribly stuck in the dick sand. Let's call her... No, I'm kidding. Let's call her Carol. And let's call her boyfriend Roger. 
Okay, so one day I said to Carol, hey, Carol, why don't you start working? She was always stressed about money, but like she would never apply for a job or like it never tried to work ever. She also lived with her boyfriend, Roger. Let's keep that in mind. She lived with him. And I said, okay, so like, why don't you have a job? And she said, well, me and Roger don't really get to see each other that often. And I was taken aback a bit. I had to process what she just said. And I said back, okay, but don't you guys live together? How do you not see each other very much? And she said, well, Roger starts work really early in the morning, so I don't get to see him in the morning. And then he only finishes work at 4pm in the afternoon. And then we only get that time from 4pm till we go to sleep to see each other. And it's not very much time. And I was like, okay. I'm still not getting like how, how, like why can't you get a job? And she literally looked me dead in the eye and was like, well, if I get a job, then... What if me and Roger are working at different times and what if he's finished work and I'm still working then I won't be able to see him much at all and I soon realized talking to this gal Carol <laughs> that she didn't want to get a fucking job because she wanted to be at home and have dinner ready for her boyfriend Roger and she literally said those words to me. She's like, I really like when Roger comes home from work and I have dinner ready for him and like we get to hang out. And I'm like, okay, so so you're you're consciously aware that that you're purposely not getting a job so you can hang out with your fucking boyfriend who you live with? What? That makes no fucking sense. And then I like went on to tell her like, you know, it's like okay, to like not see him for like a day. That's kind of normal. We're only 20 fucking years old. We were like 19 or 20. Like it's okay to not see your boyfriend like 24 seven. And she just like, it was going in one ear and coming out the other. Like she didn't give a shit. That is an example of how badly someone can be stuck in the dick sand to like actually not get a job because they're scared that their boyfriend will like leave them out of things and do stuff without them there <laughs> ew so that my ladies was how to avoid prevent and get out of the dick sand moving on to the next segment of the podcast i'm calling this how far is too far this integrates well with the whole dick sand scenario I've been talking about. Uh, how far is too far? What I mean by that is like, I want people to write in stories of like how far they let someone they're dating push their personal boundaries before they broke up with them. So I went on Instagram, I asked people to write in stories, but I thought instead of having myself just read them out, I feel like I could add a bit more spice to the whole podcast by bringing my boyfriend Dave and I'm pretty much going to be reading to him everything that people wrote into me. So Dave is in the studio. So today, Dave, we are doing a segment called How Far Is Too Far? Have I explained this to you? Yes. Okay. First of all, this is not a studio. This is my bedroom. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't embarrass me. I feel like I should probably 
come out there and say at the endless hate mail that you've been getting about the the low production oh that's on me baby that's on me i'll take that heat i'll take that heat for you um, yeah so if any everyone could just like start uh go fund me start a go fund me for <laughs> for the uh, podcast equipment, that would be outstanding. If everyone could start sending the hate mail to Dave instead of me, that would be greatly appreciated. Okay. At Dave and Nika. At Dave and Nika. <laughs> no! Okay, Dave, I asked the 700 people that followed my podcast there account. There 36,000 people looking at her at this stage, though. Yeah, I know. 36,000 people having a, having a geese, having a gander. I wish they would fucking follow it, though. Uh, I'm going to read you the stories my followers have written into me about how far is too far, and I want your opinion on it because you are a man. See, si. And I want to see if you have any new ideas to add on to what I'm going to say about it, okay? The first one. So this one's like pretty dark, but we're going to start with it. So this girl wrote in, I went to my ex-boyfriend's funeral because he committed suicide. Um, Oh, wow. Which was five hours away from where me and my current boyfriend live. On the night of the funeral, my boyfriend went out drinking, took his mate's car, crashed it into a power pole, lost his license, and then went back to the party and slept with a girl who was about four years older than him. I never left our city after that. So he did this to spite her? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like what she's for trying going, to get for going at. going to her ex-boyfriend's funeral. Yeah, I'm going to make the assumption that her current boyfriend did all of this because she was, he was angry at her for going to yeah, her right, ex's right, funeral. Sure. I think that guy is a total fucking dickhead and a loser. So it's like a level of like emotional immaturity, I think. I kind of think, is that like emotional abuse? Well, you can just leave them. Yeah. It's not really like... If well, it, she if, did. She broke up with yeah, him after yeah. that. Well, that, but yeah, like... That's, that's disgusting. That's what this whole thing's about, though, right? It's like, yeah. what, how far is too far? That's way too far. Yeah, yeah so... That's a, that was it. That's an easy... That's an easy... All of these stories... There. All of these stories I'm telling you right now are, like, girls' last straws. Oh, like, yeah, what yeah. made them break up with their boyfriends, basically. Okay, next story. I haven't read this one. I've been in a situationship with this guy since February last year. It began by him sliding into my DMs about six months prior to this beginning. Oh my god. That's a long time. 18 months and, and you're still not dating. What is this? We became friends before it became flirty and then it began as a physical relationship last year. So a year ago. Since then, we speak on the phone daily. We have been sexually intimate. We have said I love you. And he introduced me to his mom and sister and close friends via FaceTime and wanted to take me home for Christmas. Oh my God, no baby. All still while he is living with his ex. He assures me he stays in the spare room. And then... <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. And they are sorting... <laughs> and they are sorting a divorce, but it's hard with kids. Too far. I feel like the um, the L word is, like, pretty heavy. And, yeah. Um, 
Wait, has, has he specifically said he doesn't want to call it a relationship? No, baby. Like, not a, we're so they, stupid. We're we're believing his lies just like this girl. So they have been talking. They've known each other for a year and a half. They've been basically dating and sleeping with each other for an entire year. He they've said I love you, met the family, and he's invited her to his house for Christmas, like this last yeah, right, Christmas, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yet he's still living like move he's still living with his ex-wife. Yeah. But technically they're, they're not fucking together. divorced. They're not divorced yet and they've got kids and they live together. What if sounds she's Sounds like a big affair, doesn't it? Holy what shit. What if she's a side <laughs> piece? Sounds like a We watched that movie. What was it? Um the other the other woman, the other girl? The other woman. The other woman. It's the same that's the, that's the plot. Do you reckon she's just like Oh my god, that script? is literally the plot. Wow. What if he's just lying and there's... What this... if she's the only one? <laughs> oh. This just sounds like an affair. Honestly, if I was getting a divorce with my husband and he still lived at my house and I knew that he was, like, sleeping with other people for the last year, he would not be living with me. Uh, why, were you le- why are you living together? It's been a year. It's been 18 months. You're very black and white about, like... Um breakups and being like once you're broken up you cut ties you don't have anything to do with them so that's that's like that's your that's i like you have to understand that there's like everybody has a different understanding of how things are got to work your take is very much like you're gone you're done <laughs> yeah fuck yeah get out of my damn house. get out <laughs> get out of my damn house Hilarious, in so. conclusion dump him he's being shady that's way too shady i think he's shady yeah. as shit david agrees okay this is the next story. Somebody wrote in, Girl, where do I begin? So I had a two and a half year situationship. What is wrong with people? How do you do that? That's like, um, in dog years. <laughs> in dog lot. years. That's like, that's anyway. Situationships. And I don't even know if his friends knew about me, to be honest. Oh, But he would talk about forever with me. He was always here for me etc. I know he wasn't involved with other girls just because I know the person he is <laughs> but the lack of commitment to me makes me sick now. He broke things off and said he was emotionally immature. He didn't know what a relationship was and that we had to cut things off and be friends. Can I pause? Pause, yes. Um, two and a half year situationship and wait, she says she knows how he is, as in she thinks he's a good person or a bad person? No, so she's like, I know he's not sleeping with other girls because that's just not in his nature. Bitch, but, yes, but, he's sleeping with other girls. But he's saying he's emotionally immature, mm. which is basically his way of saying... I'm banging. Yeah, I'm Other banging. bitches, yeah. yeah. I'm slanging and banging. If you're in a situationship, they're not loyal to you. That's why it's called a situation. I'm mowing and hoeing. <laughs> Um, (sighs) carry on. on. Okay. Unpause. We cut things off and tried to be friends. We tried that for a month. I tried to get back with him. If you can even get back with the situation ship. And he said, no, he now has a girlfriend like less than eight months later. And I feel like I wasted so much time and the stupid award goes to me. He put zero energy into me and I don't even know why I was so caught up. For all of that time. Wait, what? He sounds like, um... That's a fuckboy, right? <laughs> that's a massive fuckboy. Fuck He's basically saying, Oh, I'm too emotionally immature. But 
he's kept her around for so long. And it's like, see ya. That's like fuckboy's favorite wa- thing to she say. She definitely wasn't the only one, right? Baby, no way. If you're in a situationship, that's literally a label of being like, yeah, we're seeing each other, but we don't have to be mm. loyal because you're not my girlfriend, mm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. You get me? Yeah. Have you ever had a 2.5 year situationship? Why are you smiling? <laughs> no one does that. That's not a thing. That's not a That's thing. That's not a thing. She thinks it was, it, it was a situationship. It wasn't. I don't think it was. If she stayed loyal to him for the two and a half years, I'm going to cry. If she was like treating it like a relationship, because he obviously was not, if, if we're being real. Relationship, relationships are so like... For different people, people treat them differently. So, like, my idea of a relationship... If you're boyfriend and girlfriend, that means you want to be together yeah. for, like, indefinitely. And if you say you, like, love them, it means, like, you, like, want to, like, you know, you want to move on to, like, bigger things. You want to talk... I don't know. Like, this is my own idea of, like... Yeah, go on. Like, love and shit. <laughs> but, like, it means you want to... Uh, be with them indefinitely you want to start thinking about um, the next steps if that's like buying a house marrying each other having babies and shit Um, and it's like you don't look back but if that's what what she's talking about is is so not that so not it so that's not love um i'm sorry that you wasted so much time with that douchebag but you wasted the time but you that's that's on you lady sorry no not buying it sorry dave he's so mean wow i know what these guys look like or like what they're like what they're like in person like if you just like were to hang out with them for if you were to hang out with them for a day if you'd be like oh this guy's like a massive tool I'm going to start telling everyone, if you ever have a a douchebag story of, like, something a guy did to you, send me a photo of him, because we would really like to put, like, a story to a picture, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but it's also, I want to imagine it. I feel like that's also where people start, like, judging books by their cover as well. Yeah, true! What do you think of Dave? What do you think of me? What did I think of you? What do you think of me? You were like, oh... Oh, you did tell me you thought I was going to be, like, a bit more of an arsehole, right? Yeah, because you're hot as shit. Because you're so, because you're so hot, and you are a professional athlete. I'm like, he's gotta, he has got to have a fucking ego on him. He has to be a little cocky. If I looked like him, I would too. And then when I met you, you're just down to earth and amazing and humble. I'm all right. Humble, boom. Go on. on. (laughs) A little bit. No, was that mean? I'm sorry. I no. totally judged you. you. Only said good shit just then, so. No, but I thought you were gonna have an ego and be a cocky son of a bitch, you know. Damn, I just I, I, I um, <laughs> I project it in the right direction. Okay. Okay. Next question. Cut that out. Next. Cut that out. <laughs> You're real hot and bothered. Do you want to take your shirt off? You're sweaty, Kind of. Babe. I am. Yeah. Literally, take your shirt off. Who cares? Yeah, my house, my rules, baby. Take your shirt off. This is literally, oh. this is, yeah, oh. literally sweating bees. This has turned into like we've turned the we've turned like the AC down because it makes too much noise, and all your haters are getting mad at my um, low production podcast equipment and studio. I go over in and wrote this. OMG, just saw your question. I stayed with an absolute knob 
for way too long and he basically told me he was into sucking men's penises. <laughs> and how long did you stay with this man? <laughs> and how long did this... Uh, okay. Wow. Hold on. That's a kink. Hold on. But specifically big ones. <laughs> yeah, that's how we did it. Okay. We are back. Okay, so this guy was into sucking men's penises, but specifically big ones. But he said he wasn't bisexual or gay. Me, being all innocent and open-minded at the start of the relationship, I was like, okay, right, that's different. But at the start, he made it out to be... He made it out that he wanted me to suck another man's dick. But then, in dirty talk, he would start sending me porn gifts of men on men. And I was like, are you sure you aren't slightly into men? Also, I didn't know what to do in the chat. Did she say that while they were having sex or at the start? Uh, uh, uh. So at the beginning of the relationship, he sort of said, like, he wants her to suck a dick. But then... When was he sending those gifts? Just randomly washing no, his own like, work? No, or... like, then, like, when they were sexting and doing dirty talk. Oh, jeez. And, like, having sex. Then that's when his true colors would come out. And he's like, yeah, I want to suck a big dick. Back to the dick sucking story. He also casually told me he had sucked off a man. So I was a bit... <gasps> Wait, what? And he's not bi or gay. No, he's not bi or gay. But he did tell her that, like, he did suck off a man. Safe to say he's gone, but trust those warning signs. If he sends you porn of men on men, he probably likes it. The tipping point, oh, the tipping point was when he said he wanted to have a threesome with a man and this is something he's never opened up to with anyone before. And I thought it was a bonding moment, but it turns out he tells most women this. Mm. No, he's, um... Do you know what gets... Sure, he's a great guy, but like, I, she's probably he's extremely. She's probably his segue to becoming gay, and I feel like that's great. I feel like um, she should probably just tell him, <laughs> and, and and be accepting of it. Being be accepting of it, but be like, hey, um, I understand and I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, she should be nice about but it, but not for me, um, and. I would love for you to explore that, but not with me. Yeah, he was totally using her as a beard, like, as a way to, like... A beard, yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, I've heard that. A beard to, like, come out of the closet and, like, feel safe about it, you know? But also, I'm kind of, like, in awe reading this story because at the end of this story, this girl says, Trust those warning signs. Bitch, he literally told you he wanted to suck a guy's dick. And have sex with a man and that he's already sucked a man's dick. Pretty black and white. That's like extremely clear on what you should do. That's not even a warning sign. That's just like, Mm. that's, what are you doing? Can I read this one? Oh yeah, okay. Okay. I had a boyfriend for five years. Really? First two years were great. Then he started being shady. I never went out with my friends. Oh, I never went out with my friends, was controlled by him because he was jealous or worried I would do something to ruin our relationship. I knew something was up with him. He started fucking up and sending me messages 
that were for other girls he was screwing. He gave me an STD and I stayed with, uh, stayed, but then at his 21st, 21st, oh. 21st birthday party, he asked me for a threesome with a recent hoe bag he cheated on me with and he agreed and my word was, see ya. I broke up with him and the best thing I ever did was a whirlwind. Now I have been with my partner for nearly 10 years. He's a keeper. Good for you. What the fuck? Good for you. That was 10 years ago. So she's... Mm. Probably in her thirties now, but that stuck with her. Huh? That's pretty bad. She stayed with him, and he gave her an STD. Oh, wait. They were together for five years. What oh, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> that means they got together when they were sixteen. The first two kidding? years were great because they were probably the first. That was probably their first relationship, yeah, right? First their first love. Ser- yeah, first love, whatever. Okay, so this is what he cheated on her. He gave her an STD, and that on his 21st birthday. So they were still together. Yeah, she stayed with him. Then at his 21st birthday party, he said, Hey, baby, why don't we have a threesome with the girl I cheated on you with and the girl who gave us both an STD? And poor girl. They both agreed, and the girlfriend was like, What the fuck? So the boyfriend and the mistress, I'm going to say, the side piece agreed to have sex right and the girlfriend was like what is happening that's real sad because eh? they'd obviously been together for five years five years and for it to end like that that's pretty inconsiderate i'm gonna say that um, well i think it's good that they broke up when they were 21 because yeah. at least she didn't like waste yeah, her yeah. like 20s on a piece I'll of shit you get yeah like stds are like no joke either like they can like they they're a lot a lot of them are a lot worse for women, from what I understand as well. So like, I hope he gave her like a curable one yeah. as well, like chlamydia. That stuff yeah. is like, yeah. it's like get in the cold, <laughs> pop a strepsil in and tic tac, and then, okay, and it freshens. Okay, okay. Next story. You asked how far is too far in your episode, and I immediately thought of my ex. We were together for three years and lived together for two years. Towards the end, I felt like the only adult in the relationships, in the relationship. The bills and insurance were in my name. The car was owned by me and I was the only one with a steady retirement fund. How old is she? (laughs) Do you have a retirement fund? Yeah, I do actually. What the fuck? Why don't I have one? Anyway, I'm a bit older. <laughs> you made sure I'm good a daddy. Ger- I'm a more geriatric than you. Okay, whatever, David. Um, back to the story. He put off buying his own car or laptop or setting up real savings because those take time. In quotation marks. Then that irresponsible man-child bought a new expensive guitar and music equipment about the same prices of a month's car payment here in the U.S. All the while, he would wait to pay his half of the bills and was borrowing my car. I was livid. I was livid, yeah. Yeah, I was livid. I started asking myself questions about the future I envisioned for myself. Do I want to get married? Absolutely, but not to him. Do I want to buy a house? Someday, but not with him. Do I want kids? Maybe, but not with him. Because all... All of it would be left to me to handle alone. What is the point of being with someone if they don't add value to to your life? 
What good is a partnership if the other person is absent? I realized I didn't have a future with someone who didn't respect or care for me enough to put in a real adult effort. It wasn't a real partnership because I was treated like a stand-in parent. I just read this part. The kicker. Oh, okay. The kicker. My boyfriend was seven years old. Older than me? What the fuck? Older. He was seven years older than her. A man in his 30s taking advantage and acting like an utter irresponsible child. Wow. Rough. (laughs) She sounds sounds like a boss bitch, though. She's a boss bitch. Holy, she's got her shit together. What a loser. I think, oh my God, my take on this, I think he couldn't get anyone his own fucking age in his 30s because he's like... Uh, he couldn't yeah. get anyone his own age because he doesn't work for shit. He's mm. unmotivated. He doesn't have savings. He likes to live off his girlfriend. Like I know people like that. So do I. Yeah. And he got, got all these all these um exciting hobbies and dreams and aspirations that uh won't take form because they don't have the actual discipline to or motivation or motivation to like stick to something long enough. I don't even think this guy has goals or aspirations though. I think he just like is dating someone in his twenties because they're easier to manipulate. Um, yeah, well, I, I a think, younger I girl. Think, yeah, I think um, being with an older guy is like attractive in the sense that you feel like you're going to be with some you're with somebody who has more emotional maturity. But that's a great ploy for someone that doesn't have that emotional maturity, but is like in their thirties. Yeah. Wonder what he's up to now. <laughs> he's like he's like fifty and like still. He's living in out. his parents' yeah. garage playing no, the guitar. No, no, no. He probably has more more stuff now. He probably has. Um, he probably has a drum kit as well. <laughs> the next question, girl. I just saw your podcast. There are some douchebag men out there. My ex is one of them. He would tell me what I could and couldn't wear. He would guilt me into posting him all over my social media. He would message me all the time to make sure I wasn't cheating on him. He would start fights every time he drank. At one point, he started a fight with my brother and my brother knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. Gangster. Go, brother! He would call my family all kinds of nasty things, such as junkies, pieces of shit, and nutcases. This included insults about my dad which he had never met because he had died only six months prior. I would have knocked him out too. That right there, she should have fucking, she should have left up the brother, the brother fighting incident. Mm. But for this douchebag of a human to like be insulting her family and her deceased dad, deceased dad is a, he's fucked up. He needs therapy. Um, and he did a bunch of other horrible stuff. Like you would think that, like you would think that by that stage I would have left. What finally made me leave his ass was because of a situation that happened during a party at a friend of mine's place. He had left his drink somewhere while he went to the toilet and my friend thought it would be funny to hide the drink because my friend thought it was mine. He came back and realized that his drink was gone. He saw me with my drink and assumed I stole his. He came up, snatched my drink from me, and began going off at me. Why doesn't he get another fucking drink? He sounds like a junkie. 
Yeah, he's he sounds like he's on drugs, yeah. actually. Uh, continuing. Continuing. My friend quickly jumped in and was like, Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't realize it was yours. And handed him back the drink. He then started upping me for allowing them to take his drink, even though I knew nothing about it. My friend then stepped in and went off at him for having a go at me for no reason. He then went off at my friend and went to hit him. Luckily, everyone stepped in and broke it up before anybody got hit. But we ended up kicking him out and I told him to go home and pack his shit and be out by the end of the weekend or I'll have him escorted out. Dude was fried. Fried. Fried meaning he was on multiple drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because, yeah, that whole thing just sounds like he's a junkie. Like, um, I, I feel like you could have just stopped that he said bad things about your deceased dad that he didn't know. That's fucked up. That, that's that's all you disgusting. Need to say. Yeah. Like, um, oh. he sounds violent and dangerous. I feel like that's, that's a reason why a lot of women stay with their partners is they're like terrified to leave them. I was just about to say mm. that he yeah. sounds like he's <laughs> abusive and she was scared to leave him. And that's why she did not for that long. Do you see how she ended up breaking up with him while she was like around a group of her friends? Because mm. she felt safe. Mm. Me, did, like, like, he, like he's not going to abuse yeah. her in, in front of a group. So yeah. I feel like that's why she dumped him there mm. instead of all Good the other stuff. Okay. This, this is the last one. This is the last one, this ladies the, and gentlemen. Uh, leave the best for last. Yeah. This girl wrote in from America. That's so fun. I'm currently 23 and from Colorado Springs. That's so fun. The funny thing about Colorado boys is that they are all (laughs) douchebags. Amen. They are very stuck up and they think just because they can hike a mountain, they can disrespect you. They check almost every box from Lexi's Are You a Douchebag? quiz (laughs) oh that's horrible but also funny my too far boy was from my junior year in college a year ago we dated for about a year he told me he loved me it seemed to be a pretty decent relationship at first he did and said all the nice things just to get into my pants (laughs) i was informed of this after we broke up But about six months into our relationship and after we started hooking up, he changed. He stopped texting me or trying to see me. Then when we got to see each other, he was less affectionate and it got to a point where he could barely look at me. Pause. That to me seems like he's like doing some shady shit and he can't even look at her in the eyes. Yeah, I feel like... If guys don't want a re- like, don't want a relationship, or if they if they did just want to get into someone's pants, <laughs> chances are they got there, they accomplished it, they climbed their mountain, they 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 climbed their mountain, they hiked the mountain. That's what she's saying. Like yeah. they think that because they can climb a mountain, they're they're like hot shit. I think he actually just feel like felt like he had you know climbed that mountain, and now he's like oh, oh. geez, like you gotta. Like okay, horrible. I've slept with her. Done, done now, um, and then next one. Is that what you're trying to say? I think so. That's what that's what this is sounding like, but uh, like not like not being able to look at somebody. I feel like that's enough. 
<sighs> to be like, oh, okay, this is kind of going towards an end. Yeah. That's so sad to say, but like, that's totally not your problem to the girl who wrote this in. That is his problem if he is like already wanting to get rid of you after having sex with you once. What the fuck? Okay. Going back to the story. This disrespect and distance continued as he would start saying he was going to hang out with his other female friends. (laughs) Anytime I would ask him about hanging out, he would get so annoyed and then tell me I am needy. Did he specifically say, hey, I'm going to go hang out with my female friends? (laughs) Hey, um... He sounds like a twat. I'm going to go and have a girls' night. (laughs) If you ever said to me you're going to go have a girls' night, I would set your... um, Oh, man. I'm going to have to go and... I'm going to have to (laughs) call Rachel and Monica and Phoebe and just be like, hey, sorry, I can't make it tonight. Oh, I'm so glad you said friends' (laughs) characters. Otherwise, I would be out of here. He would call her needy. Anytime she said she wanted to hang out with him. But if I hang out with any of my friends, girl or boy, he would get super jealous. I was beginning to blame myself for our issues in our relationship and became paranoid. But what really triggered me to be like, all right, I'm done, was one day he invited me out for a hike with a couple of his friends and their girlfriends. A double date kind of thing. I know he only wanted me there because he needed a girlfriend to go along with on the triple date. It's not like he's got heaps of girlfriends, isn't he? <laughs> Why didn't he take one of his yeah, female one friends? Of his, yeah, from like Phoebe or Monica or something. What a dick. It didn't matter if I was there or not. The entire day was so incredibly uncomfortable. With four other people there being all cuddly and flirty towards each other my asshole of a boyfriend couldn't look at me or talk to me so their boyfriend and girlfriend at the stage yeah no baby oh, their boyfriend governed the whole effing time for the whole hike he tried either talking to the other two girlfriends or was on his phone <laughs> i was while just, they're hiking while they're hiking interesting i was just silently walking next to him trying to make small talk After the hike was over, the guys talked about going to a local bar and were all excited about going with the girls. It seemed like it was a group conversation that we were all a part of. Sam, my boyfriend, name dropping, I love it, offered to to drive everybody there. As we're all going to his car, I grabbed the passenger handle of the car door Sam looks up at me, dead in the eyes, and says, Oh, you're coming too? <laughs> I was going to ditch her in, like, in the middle of nowhere, like, on a hike. Like, hey, um, I thought you could just stay here with, like, these farm animals in that paddock. Hey, and baby. we'll, like, come pick you up after, maybe, just drop you home. Even though we're in the wilderness yeah. and I'm driving <laughs> everyone to the fucking oh, bar, I'm going to leave you here. Okay. I stared back at him flabbergasted i then look over at his friends and their girlfriends and they looked incredibly uncomfortable i look back at sam and he says well my car can only fit three people his friends lived near the park yeah we were hiking out so they didn't have a car gotcha i looked at my boyfriend and said that's okay i'll just walk to the bars I was obviously trying to be sarcastic. My boyfriend then got annoyed at me and tried to offer me driving with him 
and calling an Uber for our friends, but I was so over it. I said, no, no, it's fine. I'll walk. So I started to walk away from the group and after a few blocks, I called an Uber and went home. Sam tried calling me and texting me. He left messages calling me immature (laughs) and said that I embarrassed him in front of his friends. I never responded back. I'm currently ghosting him at the moment. Can I just say I am fucking extremely proud of this girl for not fucking answering. Like, that is the ultimate revenge. Ghosting someone. She's not even fucking responding back to a single message. She's, like, off the planet. She's literally ghosting him. You wonder what other kind of, like, red flags he had along the along the way. Do you reckon they became boyfriend and girlfriend before they'd, like, slept together? Do you reckon that's what happened? And then once he'd gotten her pants, it's like, oh, okay, maybe he got, um, post-nut clarity. Oh, Post-nut clarity. Yeah, so like... Explain that. uh, Well, basically, once he'd finished... uh, Ejaculating. (laughs) Once he'd finished finishing, um, he was like, oh, I don't like this person. I don't have any, like... uh, It's a a thing. So the desire to... What you think you want and the desire to do those things... Sometimes your penis speaks for you. Immediately goes away after you come, basically, or have sex with a girl. Yeah, and so that's what this kind of sounds like. It sounds like they were just coming out of high school as well. Yeah. So, like, maybe he thought it was normal to, like, be boyfriend and girlfriend and then, like, I don't know, start sleeping together and stuff. And then he realized, oh, my God, I'm in college. Like, I should be going to parties and, like, banging bitches daily. What am I doing? And I feel like as soon... No, this is how guys think. Oh, oh is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that why? Don't look at me isn't like that. that. Why I'm here. Isn't that why I'm here? I'm telling you what I think. I think he got post night clarity, and that was it. <laughs> that was that was the kicker. It was like, oh, no, uh, I, like he could have said something, but like instead he like like let to find out the hard way. The fact that he wasn't even going to drive her home after the hike and actually leave her there. Proves that he is a immature mm. bitch boy. He tried to cover his tracks by calling her immature, which is like pretty. <gasps> yeah. He's a dickhead. Am I right? Yeah. Definitely a dickhead. Like there are a lot of dickheads out there, and like post night clarity is a thing. And what a guy does about that is um, crucial because you could just make someone feel so much smaller and feel so much less if you know. Like, if you get that and you just keep leading them on and you're still boyfriend and girlfriend, it's like, oh, dude. Like, Have I'll, you had like, post-not clarity in a relationship? No. No, 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 no. Because you wouldn't be in a relationship if you got post-not clarity. Well, like, you shouldn't be anyway. You shouldn't be. Interesting. Um, that's one big uh, tick or cross next to whether or not you should, like, pursue um, a relationship. Interesting. What do you mean? So if a guy's getting personal clarity after having sex, they get once they won't, and they won't go back. They shouldn't. Interesting. Like if they do, it's because they're like dick sucks talking for talking for them again. Wow, PSA to guys: if you're getting personal clarity with your girlfriend, it's time to break up with them. (laughs) Pretty much. Well, yeah, you shouldn't be. They shouldn't be your girlfriend, should they? No, not really. I don't but know, like, baby. Uh, I, guess, I don't I have guess, post-nut clarity. No, yeah, I, that's why, like, I guess, um, I, like, I, 
I think I'm like I believe in try before you buy it. If you know what I mean. It's like it's just anyway. We're wrap- <laughs> and this, that's a wrap. <laughs> that is that's the end of the podcast. Uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram, Lexi Thornbury. My podcast page, Talk Sexy with Lexi. Dave on Instagram, David Nika. And I will see you guys next week for another episode. Goodbye. Ciao. Good job. Cut. Action. That's a wrap. Oh, no.